are back. Welcome into another episode of Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast. Today is, I guess, Sunday night by the time it first comes out. Most likely, if you're listening to this, it is Monday, October 2nd. Uh, recapping the Chiefs' 23-20 to victory over the New York Jets on Sunday night football. Uh, before I bring in Teddy, make sure to follow us all on Twitter at NYJ underscore Chasing69. Same as the YouTube. Teddy is at Teddy Huncho. I am at Spring Blake with four A's. Theodore, if I had told you uh, a couple hours ago that the Jets were going to find themselves in a 17-0 deficit after 15 minutes, um, that then Zach Wilson would go on to not only have the best game of his career, but outperform kind of significantly Patrick Mahomes in a primetime football game. Um, still come away with a loss, but like a weird feel good loss. What would your response have been to me? Yeah, I would have been like, no fucking way. I like that. <laughs> I can't describe the feelings that I felt all week and all day of just like everyone being like, you know, the chiefs are going to dominate. Obviously they're going to dominate. I wasn't arguing with it, you know? And like, right. Just this whole day has basically for me been like, man, I can't believe we're going to have to watch this game on prime time with the whole country watching, like, and probably most likely just get embarrassed. Um, it started it off was four, on 17, nothing, yeah. you know, it didn't feel good. And then got the safety and got rolling. And then all of a sudden we see this offense click a little bit and, and uh, you know, Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett click a little bit. And it was a pretty fun game. I mean, listen, it sucks. We lost. I would have loved to, to come away with the win. Um, and obviously like there were things that happened that led to that, but at the end of the day, what I expected this game to be like and what it actually was were on complete opposite sides of the spectrum, you know? So it's hard to come away, not feeling a little positive about it. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what it is. You know, it's still a loss. The jets are still one and three, one month into the season. Now it's a tough one and three, very difficult teams. And there's a win against Buffalo who since that point, Buffalo has probably looked like the best team in football. Um, if you want to go back, you know, since week two. Um, but at the same time, you got you got to feel a lot better than you did last week, two <laughs> weeks ago, when Rogers tore his Achilles in the first uh, you know, part of the season. Um, my my main takeaway was like, and I texted you this, I was like, where the fuck was this? And you know, Collinsworth and Tarico were talking about on the broadcast, they were like, Zach is getting more comfortable in the offense, Zach is gaining confidence this was not the offense they've been running the last few weeks. Yeah. So as much as I want to believe that this was just like a timing thing, it just took them to get a little bit like the, the offense was noticeably different in terms of play calling. I mean, they started off the first drive was a few pass plays. I think all three pass plays on that yep. first, it was a three and out, but it was three pass attempts. So much play action, so much play action. I think at one point in the game, you know, he was eight for 12, 76 yards and a touchdown off play action. And that just continued to avalanche into the second half as well, too. So uh, what did you make of it? Because I was just I was stunned that this was, you know, we've been yelling for the offense to be, you know, a better fit or to make life easier for Zach Wilson. Not only was it play calling wise, but you also saw Nicole Hardman out there. You saw Jeremy Ruckert out there a lot more. Um, you saw just you just saw confident play out of just about everybody on offense. So what, what do you think just happened yeah, tonight I, that we haven't seen the last few weeks? Well, you know, it, obviously it starts with Zach Wilson, you know, like the number one, I, the number one thing I think that you saw from him was just like rhythm in the offense. Right. And, and just that ability 
to really, you know, step back one, two, throw, you know, we've been talking about the past two weeks, Zach Wilson had the longest time to throw um, in the league. And then today you saw that he was really focusing on, you know, having that internal clock and getting the ball out of his hands, which is something he really has never shown. Like that has never been something he was able to show consistently in a game. So to see that, that was like where it all started 100%. But with that said, like you kind of just said, you know, this was the first game where we did see Rucker out there. You, you know, everyone was calling for the big changes last week, but a guy like Jeremy Rucker finally is is getting a lot of playing time today. We're running the ball behind him. We start doing pre-snap motions um, before the before the snap a ton, which seems like it's helpful. Um, Xavier Gibson's out there running plays. I mean, maybe it's like a chicken or the egg thing where – you know, the offense is moving a little bit more and that kind of opens things up. You get the defense to show you what you want. But also, I mean, maybe it was just Nathaniel Hackett kind of nutting up and say, hey, we got to make some changes. We got to make some different type of play calls. And that coincided with Zach Wilson really kind of playing his first competent, full, consistent game. Um, so, you know, it was able to lead to success, you know. I, I do think it obviously wasn't perfect, right? Zach Wilson got that fumble late in the game and yep. we never touched the ball again, you know, mm-hmm. and that sucks. And that is a negative play on Zach Wilson, 100%. There's still a few plays that could have potentially been picked. Like it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but we've never seen a, a real consistent, you know, 70% completion percentage, 250 yards and two touchdowns game from Zach Wilson. You know, like he's had those stats once or twice before, but it's never shown in this way. Um, we just buried this kid for a week. You know, everyone did rightfully so. For the and fifth now time. It's like, hey, I right. But it's like, hey, I bought myself some time. And this, again, we have not seen this before. Like this was something different than anything he's ever done. So it's kind of like, a, okay, I guess let's just hold on and and see how this goes now because we're not going to get Trevor Simeon after Zach Wilson just put that game he did um, out there tonight. So, Yeah, there's no need to, and especially when at the end of the game, like, you know, Zach Wilson is very down on himself over the fumble, and you've got yeah, about, you see... everybody, everybody around him just like, hey, yeah. dude, take a look at these fucking numbers. Like, look at where we're at right now. It was 17 nothing. You clawed us back in through great play. This was the most complete performance of his professional career. Um, I was trying to think back of some of the other great games, and it's always been spurts. I don't think he's been, like, great for four quarters. I, you know, I think of his rookie season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. He had mm-hmm. a few great plays, a good, really good first half there, especially as they took a big lead before, you know, I think Tampa Bay stormed down, like, two or three scores to win that one. But just – this was his most complete game of, of like you were saying, the timing was fantastic. The accuracy on some of these back shoulder fades, a four yeah. on one drive alone on that touchdown to Lazard. It was just yep. like back shoulder fade, back shoulder fade. Like his, he was on his, this was the best we've seen him. Um, yep. Now that being said, he's earned a singular week for me. I just like right right now. I was so buried based on what we saw the previous two weeks. I'm like, you've you've earned yourself, like you said. We're not seeing Sem uh, Semian. What? Why can't I say his name right now? Simeon. Simeon. We're not seeing him next week. But like, if this offense somehow shrinks against a Denver defense next week, after we just saw you know like the other worst quarterback in football, Justin Fields, go crazy for the majority of that game, I I 
do agree with you. He's he's more than earned himself another week here. Um, and probably, you know, even beyond that, I'm sure he's earned himself a couple just because his coaching staff has already made such a commitment to him. But yeah. just in my eyes, I'm like, I really want to be excited about where this could go. I'm just going to live to see next Sunday. And then I'm just yeah. going to continue to build trust Definitely. off that. Definitely. And, it, you know, one game is not going to change any like change everything, you know, right. like that's not how it goes. But you you do just kind of have to take it for what it was as, hey, this was the best we've ever seen this kid play. Let's move on. You know, a Denver team that hasn't looked too great the past few weeks or this season, you know, yeah, and that's, a, that's a winnable game. And if he can go out and build on what he did tonight, that's where you really get to start to say, okay, maybe we do, we are able to kind of find something with Zach Wilson and run a functioning offense. I think that's the big thing, you know, it's like, does this game show us that Zach Wilson's all of a sudden going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback? No, but up until this point, we were not sure that this was something that was possible, you know, to see him just run the offense and have a, a, an offense that's able to go up and down the field. You look at the way this game started. I mean, it was 17 to zero. And even though it didn't seem like he was playing super terrible or anything, it was just kind of like, here we are again, and we're not able to put the things together to just stay on the field and and be able to score. You know, we were able to face adversity. We were able to claw our way back, and, you know, it wasn't enough. But it, you got to give the kid credit. And I think really, you know, I, I want to give credit to the offense as a whole and to Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, how many times have we sat here and just been like, just get the ball into Garrett Wilson's hands? You have to do that. You know, and tonight he had 14 targets nine catches for only like 60 yards, which that's something I think needs to be improved upon. But mm -hmm. we haven't seen a Zach Wilson game where he gives Garrett Wilson 14 targets. You know, most of Garrett right. Wilson's best games have all come when Zach Wilson wasn't the quarterback. And when Zach Wilson is the quarterback, it's usually a couple big plays. You know, this was intentional. I'm going to get the ball to my best player from the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. You know, and that's a positive thing. I think, obviously, the one drawback is we would have liked to see more from the run game today. But as we talked about all week, it's it, it had to be that game of, like, let Zach rip and see what we can do because you're not going to beat the Chiefs just playing conservative, you know, so. No, not at all. And that's a what weird we said, feeling. That's what know? we said Wednesday or Thursday's pod. I was like, if you're going to – and I tweeted it before. It's like, if, if Zach Wilson's going to go down tonight, he's going to go down fucking just throwing that yep. thing around. And it was – it was something that by the middle point of the second quarter, you're like, this dude's got some confidence going right now. Yeah. And it just continued throughout the rest of that game. Um, love the involvement of Alan Lazard. I feel like this was this was a moment where you really were able to take advantage of his specific skill set, you know, throwing the ball down the field, just continuing what you're saying yep. with this offense here and just getting guys involved. Um, the run game. I have a, I have just like a point. I think we need more Michael Carter and less Dalvin Cook. I don't yeah, like I don't what disagree. we've seen from Dalvin so much. And, you know, it, whether that's still getting in the groove, not having an offseason, dealing with a, you know, a pretty serious um, injury or just being an older running back at this point. Michael Carter has had more pop when he's on the field than Dalvin. That would be my next tweak to the offense of just like, let's keep this thing rolling. This was this was the this is what the offense needs to be. Everything we saw right. today. I don't know how you could look at the offensive performances of like New England and Dallas. And I still, I, I am going to want to know for weeks and for the rest of my life, like why didn't, why wasn't this the offense from day one? 
Yeah. Um, so that that yeah. that's something that is just like still mind boggling to me. But the fact that we have this offense here, this is what the team needs to be week in and week out. This is how the offense needs to run with with the small adjustment being like, let's just try and get a little bit better in the run game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, uh, different um, opponents will lead to different game plans and stuff like that. So we'll see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do definitely. Uh, but that's what worries me what you said oh, right yes because like agree. we just had that patriots game and it's like if we had this offense going up against the patriots defense patriots defense is great chiefs is also great uh, they were saying it's a top six or seven defense on the broadcast like that what you said right there worries me i know game to game you make yeah. adjustments but if we have this offense against the patriots that's a win that's the yeah. difference of, of well, being it does you know, two and two be... and one and three right now it does seem to be, you know, a, a, to some extent, a trust in Zach type of thing, you know, is like, can we let this guy rip? And they finally kind of did that and were willing to throw early, you know, willing to throw three times in a row um, to try to get the first down. And, and I did think that was important, definitely, you know, just, and I totally agree with you. Like this needs to stick because you look how successful we were the first three weeks it's like exactly this was a real offense you know real nfl offense um Um, i i really i I, i'm just thinking about this that you know so zach wilson has that fumble and we don't touch the ball the rest of the game and and that ending sequence on on defense you know where it seems like we're so close to getting off the field time and time again and whether it's a penalty or whether it's just letting Mahomes get a big play with a mishold on right. Johnson, and, and that's what I want to bring hold. up. Uh, you know, when I went on before we started recording, you know, we jumped right on after the game, but I'm just scrolling Twitter, um, and everyone, all Jets Twitter can talk about right now is is the call on Sauce Gardner, the defensive holding, which which you know doesn't seem like there's much there to me. Um, and then on that same play, you have a missed hold um, on Jermaine Johnson, which, you know, live, I was sitting there screaming at the television because, you know, you're like, how the hell are they not calling that? Um, you know, that's unfortunate, I guess, the, to lose on those missed calls. I hate to be like the blaming the ref guy, but that does suck. And you saw Robert Sala and the passion he had, you know, and the fight that he had for for his team getting the um unsportsmanlike conduct after the game is already over and he knows they're just gonna kneel it out love that move from your coach yep um you know tough real tough real hard game but again for me sitting here coming out of this game against the defending super bowl champs 20 to 23 this went a heck of a lot better than we all anticipated yeah, you don't want to say there's moral in victories when your your success ends at a, at a W or an L. Like that mm-hmm. is the measured success. But as far as moral victories go, like if this thing tailspinned, there were going to be some major decisions that had to be made. Especially, you know, if you're not just considering, you know, Trevor Simeon coming up or potentially making a trade for another quarterback. Like this keeps the status quo now, um, at least for the next week or two or however long this offense could keep things going. But this is a team that if you say, you know, look, went toe to toe with, with, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions, like they were right there until the very end yeah. and, and should have yeah. had a chance to, to tie the game at the end should have had a few different chances too, um, that you were just stating about. And so it's hard to argue, you know, you don't want to be too overreactionary, but we saw a gutsy win against Buffalo. We saw a very gutsy loss to Kansas City. 
New England is one of those that's just always going to – every year you're just going to sit back and finish and just be like, how the fuck did we not just get past New England I know. once? Um, but this is something that could potentially, you know, continue to build confidence toward a team that maybe still has a shot at the playoffs. You know, yeah. it's not like anybody in the NFL is dominant right now. Buffalo has looked great, like I said, since week two took off. Um, you know, Miami up until this week looked amazing. The Chiefs are very good. But, you know, Jags don't look as great. No one in the AFC South looks like they're they're much of a threat. AFC North looks really bad. Bengals look dead. Like, there's still – there's a lot of good chances here. Steelers look bad. Um, Browns, you know, without Deshaun yeah, now it, for a little bit. It's open. Definitely. I mean, there's a long season. It it, it feels a little um, like a missed opportunity to not come away with a win here. You know, obviously, if you can yeah. steal a win against the Chiefs when when everything seems to be going your way um that would obviously be great but with that said excuse me we've we've played the schedule game a ton and while we're we're always against it and and it's not the best thing you know eventually the schedule does open up a little bit you know and and these first four weeks we knew were going to be difficult i'm not saying it gets easier right away uh, but eventually it does open up and this game coming up against the broncos is going to be a huge test because that's a team that has not performed well at all has just allowed, you know, I, well, I guess they did win today. They uh, No, no, they have to me, uh, a bottom three defense in the NFL right now. So yeah. that's where I'm saying like this next week where I want to see it. If we just went toe to toe with a really great chiefs defense, then you're going to hand me Denver's. That's been, yeah. like I said, a bottom, exactly. bottom trash unit, at all three levels and an offense that's been spotty, like, Okay, that's cool. We kept things close with Kansas City. We beat Buffalo. These are the teams that if you want to be a playoff contender, you walk all over. Like these yeah. are the opportunities you do not let, you know, a a loss come onto the onto the record book. Yeah, no, I agree. And I I, I think um, you know, if if the Jets had come in here and gotten goosed and had another pedestrian offensive performance, it's like you're not sitting here thinking anything positive about next week, you know, and about what this team can become. But if you can have a quarterback who can run the offense and make plays and, you know, get us up and down the field and get our playmakers involved, you know, like this defense has shown us, you know, like we are going to have a chance in every game. Um, They showed it tonight with a close game against the chiefs. And so that's, we don't need to overreact, right? We don't need to crown Zach Wilson as like the best player ever but still give him his credit for having an awesome game. And again, don't feel like, I don't want Jets fans to feel like, Oh, well, we just said this guy stinks. Like, and now we're all like riding it, you know, whatever. He literally played in a way that we have not seen before. That is new hope provided to you, you know, to see him be decisive with the ball. So if he comes out next week and regresses, you know, then we'll reevaluate but if he comes out next week and continues to show those new and improved things, you know, then we're going to keep letting him ride and he's going to keep getting my confidence up every week, you know, and, and hopefully doesn't just tear me down and hurt me again. But I know that's, <laughs> that'd be the real kicker is if we cling onto this for a couple of weeks and then it just falls flat in our face by the end of October. Yeah. Sting. Well, and that's why we, we, I mean, and obviously we're fans, we don't get to decide, but it's like, if he comes out next week and is immediately terrible, you know, oh, you don't you want there to still be some type of leash to say, hey, all right, let's move on. But again, tonight went 
a complete opposite way that I thought it would. And, and it, and it was felt like a rebirth of, of this Jets team. Yeah. Um, coinciding with that early, you know, it's like a quick three and out from the offense. And I think second drive, maybe got a first down really when Kansas city started pouring it on in the first quarter, the defense was worrying me a little bit. There was some lazada- yeah. laz- lackadaisical plays. Jesus, I'm I'm off with the words. I did smoke a little bit before we recorded, so that might just <laughs> be my problem. Nice. Um, but <laughs> uh, CJ Mosley had a couple of just like boneheaded misses early on. Um, just a miscommunication a few times in the secondary as well, too. I remember one key third down, Marquez got you know wide open because DJ wasn't yep. communicating with Michael Carter on the switch off. Um, there was a little worry. They tightened it up once the energy got back into that building. You know, once the offense started yep. humming, and once it was like it was like, oh, this is palpable right now. Like the Jets have something. The defense turned it up. Um, and obviously that last drive was incredibly frustrating for things that weren't necessarily the Jets' fault. But early on, was there any bit like, holy fuck, what is going on here? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, you looked at the game, and right away, you know, it's ten nothing. And all we do is talk shit about our offense, you know, and it's like, well, our offense has only been out there for three plays. So, yes, they got a three and out, but it's like it's 10 nothing. Um, I think the uh, the announcers had a, a good line uh, that, that Robert Sal said where he was basically like, yeah, when you play Andy Reid, those first scripted 15 plays, you know, like you really just got to hold on and get through those. <laughs> right. Um, and they really, I mean, they balled in those first scripted plays. They scored 10 points quick, 17 points quick, I guess. Um, so yeah, of course has you worried, but that's the thing with our defense is like, even during those moments, you do see like the great plays and you see them hold them to a field goal. And you remember that it's the Kansas city chiefs, you know? So the ability to get the safety, the ability to, you know, come back and keep us in that game. Cause you think we gave up 17 points quick and then we only gave up two field goals the rest of the game. You know, like that is another elite defensive performance, especially against this chiefs team where if you're telling me we're only going to let them up 23, you know, I'll take that most, most weeks. If you're going to tell me that's what I'm going to let the chiefs score. Um, No, Mahomes did. I I do think just from the defensive perspective, like, I think the running game was obviously a negative and you can point mm-hmm. to the fact that we're trying to limit Mahomes and still, you know, I, I just feel like while our defense has played very, very well as a whole and our D line has played well, I, I want to see more pressure off the edge. I want to see more pass rush pressure. It yep. seems like that's something we just haven't really, you know, gotten to click on our defense. That's such an important part of the game. Um, we were definitely rushing Mahomes a ton today, but just actually getting home and finishing the job, I think we only had one or two sacks. So something that's been slightly disappointing from this defense so far, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Mahomes, to, you know, he had two very uncharacteristic plays on both those interception throws that, the you know, stood. Obviously, that third one was a great play by Michael Carter. But, yep. you know, you you did – the defense did get kind of gifted a few plays there because he just doesn't make those – I don't even know what you want to call it. He's, his precision is – his depth perception, I guess, was was off. Yeah, after the like, first one, he's like, I got to like, throw it. Just it's fucking like when you, throw like, it, hit dude. a putt short. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit it. So yeah, yeah, you're gifted those plays as well too, and that. But hey, it, the you know turnovers can be a thing that are so interchangeable on a game to game basis. But um, there was one, 
lineup of the D line that just like again and again was getting me so excited. It, it was such an interesting combination of body sizes because in the middle it was Quinton Jefferson and Big Q. So you just have two big fuckers at D tackle. And then I think one of the edges was Will. And I think at the other, it might have been John Franklin Myers. So you had like the two biggest fuckers in the middle. You had the speed guy on the outside and then basically your do-it-all guy on the other and edge. And obviously Jermaine is out there a ton too. So I'm not saying I want yeah, to see and I more think of they this. Had a, I think they had a ton of that lineup with Bryce as well. With Bryce. With Huff, Bryce. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, too. And John Franklin and, Myers at the head. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what a variation is, but uh, basically what I was saying is like, there's a lot of fun combinations that you can have with this with yeah. this front four, and it's so deep. They talked about it on the broadcast where it's like they're going to rotate those nine guys in all throughout the game. Yep. Um, and it was just it was something that as the game went on, you could feel the 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 Chiefs' offensive line, which is a very very good offensive line, start to slow down. I guess tackles they're a little weak this year, but you could feel them start to wear down. And the Jets' D line just had it all game. They were they came to play, yep. especially in the second half. Yeah, um, would have been awesome uh, to get away with a win, my man. Of course, of course. One <laughs> other, one other thing that I just want to put a little bit on, uh, like I, like I just, I want to put a pin in it, and I want to keep revisiting it throughout the season, and hopefully the Jets are in more of these scenarios because that means it's a, you know, the Jets are close in games. I don't love the clock management I saw at the end of the first half from Robert Sala. Um, there was one play in their two minute drive where Randall Cobb was trying to get out of bounds, didn't get out of bounds. Yeah, I know exactly what and you're And you're going about. no huddle, and you're like, well, the defense that we've been running a few plays for a while now, like, let's just give the offense a breather. Let's also stop the clock because we have a minute left. Like, let's regain some composure. They don't call a timeout. Um, and then, you know, the fourth and one, kicking the long field goal instead of staying on the field. Obviously, you're like, if the field goal goes through, you're feeling great about it because you're like, hey, we just put three more points on. We're continuing to claw back against this huge deficit we were in. But obviously, you don't get it. Um, the Chiefs get the ball back. Thankfully, Pat throws that second interception there, so it doesn't really hurt you that much. But I think what I'm trying to say is, and I I wish I had better examples over the past year or so since we've been doing this, but I just don't love necessarily his clock management that often in, in crunch situations. And now, to be fair, the, the Jets haven't been in a ton of them, you know, over the last yeah, year true. and a half. But just something I want to keep an eye on is his clock management as the year goes on. The one today at the end of the half was very similar to one last year that put a lot of people up in arms. Um, and I can't remember the exact game. It, I I do think there is like this uh, like very nuanced situation, like when you're in a two minute drill and there's it's under a minute left because you have to think like if you have timeouts, you have the entire field open to you. And you can run any play in the book. And if you get tackled in the middle, you can call a timeout. And you always need to be able to save at least one timeout to run the um, to run the field goal team out there if you want to kick a field goal at the end of the half. Right. So I think there's this very common scenario, and I don't know which side is the correct side, but I think often coaches will start calling timeouts too early, you know, minute, yeah. 10 seconds, they call a timeout and it's like, okay, well now you burned one and you don't have it. And so I think where the clock management um, complaints really come in is when it's in that like 45 to 30 second range mm -hmm. where it's like, 
should we call a timeout now and have two timeouts left with 45 seconds or should we hold it, run another play, and then maybe we'll have all three timeouts with only like 30 seconds, you know? And this is, I guess, I guess today's not really a great example because it didn't end in a, we ran out of time, but that definitely happened in the past. I, I honestly like kind of lean on the side of like saving them. So I, I don't have much complaint for how that situation unfolded. Mm. Um, but it is definitely like, that's like a very common like back and forth scenario. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to clock management is like that 45 to 30 second, like, should I take the time out or not? And Robert Sal has shown us a few times. He usually leans to not. Right. And, and that's a, a very defensive minded perspective as well too. And that's his background. Yeah. He's a defensive guy. He's going to trust his defense to do the job. I just think situationally, when you know that, you know, holy shit, we're somehow lucky to have clawed out of a, four, a 17 point deficit in the first quarter. We also have Pat Mahomes on the other side, you know, and, and then to then, you know, with the drive ending with a missed 52 yard field goal where you could have argued to go for it on fourth and one just to keep, yeah. you know, Stand make sure field. like, you know, that's a pretty, you know, now would the Jets convert it? Who knows? Maybe you give the ball back to Mahomes anyways with 30 seconds left. And like I said, this situation, it didn't burn them that much because he threw an interception a few plays later, but Next thing you know, if, if he marches down there for another field goal or a touchdown, you've only just made things so much worse just because you didn't, you know, do your best to keep the ball out of his hands, I right. guess. Yeah. Just something, yeah. just something I, I, you know, and hopefully the Jets, like I said, are in these scenarios where, you know, two minute drills, they, they actually are, you know, competing and moving forward. So just something I'd uh, be interested as the year goes on to hopefully see some. And again, if, if that's his, if that's his, um, his way of handling it. I guess we won't see much changes, but I just will be curious if that ever really comes to bite the jets back in the ass at some point this season, a situation like yeah. that. Yeah. Anything else from the game, Teddy, anything stand out from you or for you? Um, only other thing that I had was pass protection was great today. Offensive yeah, line did a line really nice job against great. a really good chiefs defensive line. Obviously Chris, yeah. Chris Jones, but they've drafted well um, the last few years. He got some young edge rushers there. Carl Loftus is great. Um, run blocking needs some improvement, but nothing like yeah. to be super. Upset we were pretty about. efficient though. I mean, Brees was like nine for sixty. You know, I guess he did have the big run, so that yeah, probably pads 50, those numbers a little bit. Names, yeah. Um, but you know, I I don't know, man. It it obviously there were negatives and there were things that need to be cleaned up, but this showed us so much that that we didn't see. So I'm going to take the positive and we'll go into a, a game against a struggling Denver Broncos team, you know, and hopefully we'll be able to to get away with our second win of the year and actually start getting this season moving. It's so funny to take a look at the carries now because they they ran the ball more last week than they did this week. You know, last week we were like, what the yeah. fuck is going on with this run game? You know, Brees led the way 12 attempts for 18 yards. He only ran it six times today. Um, obviously they went very pass happy and he was able to get they up, really, you know, really grabs there put too. the ball in Zach's hands for sure. And it seemed to be, it, it's, and it's just like, it's like no shit. If you're not going to let your quarterback throw, the defense is only going to game plan right. for the run. But if you start off passing, the defense has to sit back and then, oh, then you can run. And then, oh, if you're running well, play action works. And then all of a sudden you've got your life so much easier for your quarterback. And there were, yeah, it's so no, simple. definitely. Like we're hitting, tons- we're sitting here. I, I didn't play a lick of football. You yeah. played Division Three football, and we have been saying this for weeks, and it's like it's so nice to finally see. It. It's like, why weren't we doing this? 
so frustrating. Yeah, it is so it is so weird. Maybe it's just that leaning on the hope that we can have that dominant run game and stuff, but it it just shows you like you need that passing game. You, need to balance. Do it. you know, we were hitting those play action passes, we were hitting those early, and then we were able to, you know, run run plays off of that and really move the ball efficiently. You know, Brees averaged nine nine yards a rush. Um it's it's like Robert Sala said when he drafted Sauce Gardner. One hand washes the other. You got to have the pass game to yeah. help with the run yeah. game. It's just like you have to have a, uh, you know, symbiotic. I'm throwing the words at you today, Teddy. Good word. Good word. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, I specifically would like to call out Quincy Williams. I think he played freaking awesome. Dude, he he's playing Price like. Huff. He played Pro Bowl awesome. linebacker. Yeah, that's what level. I was gonna say. Like he should. Yeah, he's, he's been, been one of the better off ball linebackers in football yep. this year. Sauce had another great game. Deed up Travis Kelsey a ton. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, a lot of missed opportunities. You know, you had the the throw to um the the drop in the end zone. Um, that would have been the first touchdown to Conklin. You had the over throw to, to Garrett Wilson that was just right out, out of his reach from Zach. Um, you obviously had the missed field goal. We end up losing by three, you know, little things like that um, that you hope to clean up, you know, but hopefully this team can start to learn how to win and, and Zach can at least go in knowing like, Hey, I can make plays, you know, like I don't need to play completely scared. I can make plays and let's go run a real NFL offense. I really think they're going to try and pour it on Denver next week. I hope so. With those comments, and if the offense is humming like it could, like it did against the Chiefs, like oh, with Sean Payton, I forgot about that. Yeah, we hate Sean Payton. We hate Sean Payton. Yeah, we do. We're big. We're we're big Nathaniel Hackett supporters. Theodore, don't you ever forget it? Don't you ever forget it? Hey, after today, (laughs) don't you ever forget it? (laughs) It was a great today. Was a great demonstration of Nathaniel Hackett for me. Yeah. (laughs) God, it would have been fine get out of here with a win i know moral victories we'll move to two and three moral victories i was curious i was gonna see if they had a lineup yet for the game so i was gonna quiz you and see if you would guess it right but i haven't seen anything yet so oh wait hold on wait we've got a spread so it's in denver where is it in denver oh it's so hard because like it feels wrong that the jets would be favored but the broncos have also been so bad maybe is it the Broncos minus one and a half, minus two and a half. Okay. Pretty close, right, right there. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm responsibly Jets money line hammer Jets money line at plus one twenty two <laughs> right now. I'm gonna get yeah, off this and yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking lay it. Oh yeah. All right, well, hey, moral... we, we gave ourselves a chance to to have some hope going into the future of the season. Yeah, that's good enough for me as of today. Zach Wilson, you have officially bought yourself another week in a New York Jets uniform. Oh, wow. Great job, Zach Wilson. Let's <laughs> Great job. Great job, job, Zach Wilson. Great Son job. on them hoes. Uh, he also, he just knew that there were going to be millions of girls watching, so he had to put yeah. it for him. <laughs> yeah. I saw that tweet. Funny. That tweet was great. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll talk to you in a few days previewing this Broncos game, tying in the loose ends from this one. Uh, we will talk to you then. Peace.